What's up, y'all, and welcome into the Jack Vita Show. I am your host, as always, Jack Vita, and today we're going to check in with one of the stars from the new show, Snake in the Grass. As you guys heard a couple weeks ago, we did a few of these interviews to prepare before the episode air this new show snake in the grass on usa network i almost said usa today usa network and uh i had hoped i had said that maybe we'd be able to get everyone on together unfortunately that's not going to work out at this particular time but that's okay because we have uh really one of our own because she is the first person believe it or not who went on reality television after coming on this show. Cause we've had a lot of people who've been on survivor or big brother or the challenge and they've come on this podcast, but no one who's gone on this show and known me before going back on reality TV. So I want to waste no time and bring her in uh, the survivor legend herself, Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick, <laughs> Stephanie, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Jack. It's great to see you out of retirement. <laughs> it's great to be back. It's great to be back out there. How was, uh, first, I want to ask you this before we dive into the snake. And that's what I should say this as we get started. If you guys have not watched the episode of Snake in the Grass and you don't want it spoiled, pause this <laughs> podcast right now, come back and listen to it later because you're right. going to want to watch it. It was great TV. It's, 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 I think it's the best episode of Snake in the Grass yet. And I've watched them all. I'm still, I still have to watch last week's. It's DVR'd. We watch it together as a family. But I mean, ours was by far, I think, the most entertaining episode. It, it was the most five. entertaining. And we'll talk about that, why that was here shortly. So again, if you guys don't want to be spoiled on this, pause this episode, come back later. Because uh, this episode, we're going to dive deep and talk everything that happened in this episode. Um, and you guys, many of you, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are watching this who know Stephanie from Survivor. Maybe you're just finding out about this new show. Stephanie, you want to give a little synopsis of what this show is before these people tune out so they can go and check this episode out? Yeah. So basically, Snake in the Grass is four people from all walks of life. Maybe they know each other, but most likely they don't. And they are competing in physical and mental challenges to basically win these challenges. And if they win the challenge, they get a clue because one of the four people is a snake and is trying to blow the challenges and trying to sabotage the team without the team knowing. Once the clue is revealed about the snake, um, obviously it just gives three out of the four a little leadway of who the snake might be. There's two challenges, physical, in every episode. And there's up to three clues revealed, I believe. And you basically have two days in the jungle in Costa Rica, well, which is where our season is, um, before you go to the snake pit, and then you vote for who you think the snake is. If three out of the four people vote unanimously for who the snake is and they're right, they win, they split $100,000. If they're wrong, the snake wins all the money. So brilliant synopsis, very clever idea for a show. Last chance, guys, we're about to go into spoilers. So stop watching at this time if you don't want to be spoiled. Uh, Stephanie, let's let's just get right into it. I think it'd be fun to go through this chronologically. Um, you know, I made mention it would have been really fun to have all four women on together. Unfortunately, that wasn't going to work out. And that's fine. I'm sure we'll get a chance to speak with those women again on this show in the future. 
Um, but the main thing is we got you and you were the star of this episode. Like, I don't know. Someone probably online kept track of how much airtime you got compared to the other three women. Like you got like five <laughs> times the amount of airtime as them. <laughs> so like when I came home, I, I was really like nervous and worried for this episode to air because I, being the snake, you do get a lot of airtime. Um, but I knew, I knew I lost and I didn't know how I was going to come off. So I was really, really nervous. And of course, it was filmed nine months ago. So I've kept this a secret for nine months. I told no one. My kids, my everyone's like, so are you the snake or not? Because we've been watching. I'm like, I can't tell you because I would ruin the whole thing. Because with that comes, well, did you win or not? Like, you know, is, is right. there, you might tell it all. So, I mean, I've had practice with this before with Survivor um, of keeping it a secret because I've gone to the final two and didn't win. So <laughs> I've had plenty of practice with this. Um, the thing is, you know... After I watched that episode, I, I couldn't help but think, like, I don't even think Bobby Bones, like, hardly spoke the whole time. <laughs> yeah. All I remembered was, like, I felt like Sari got a good amount of airtime. Yeah. Poor Janelle, I feel like, really didn't get much. No. Rachel, okay. And then I felt like I was on, like, the whole time. But I didn't know how they were going to edit it because they filmed me as the snake and then they filmed me not as the snake. And they filmed me finding the clue and hiding it, destroying it, getting rid of it. And then they also filmed me without that part. So I was like, how are they going to edit this? And how am I going to be portrayed? So it was like a really nerve-wracking experience for me, just waiting till it aired. And then, of course, we have, like, everybody over my house wants to watch it with me. Now they're seeing it. It's the first time I'm seeing it. So I'm like a wreck trying to like act cool. They all think I like won. And I was probably the snake and I won. And I'm like, oh God, I'd be so disappointed. <laughs> that's really so interesting. Yeah, I did. Continue. I airtime, but sometimes that's not always a good thing when you get a lot of airtime. <laughs> but in my case, I think I was portrayed true to myself. So I didn't win. But I mean, I was a winner in the end because... You know, I came off like really who I am. So, you know, it is yep. what it is. Money, shmoney. <laughs> what a good night. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is some people had asked me, what do you think of Snake in the Grass? Survivor fans who hadn't watched it are there like, don't tell me what happens. I'm like, I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing. Stephanie is unable of being anything other than Stephanie. And that's what <laughs> makes this episode so great. So that was like the problem. And then yeah. I was like all like choked up and upset because I was trying to be so cool and tough girl and all this, like to Janelle and Rachel and, and Sari knows me. And then behind the scenes, I was a, I was a wreck. Like I was a freaking wreck because I was like, <laughs> all right, I really suck at lying. Like now how am I going <laughs> to buy and make them believe me? And then I just got caught like tripping out of the swamp, finding the clue. And then I had to make up something quick and it was <laughs> I, mean, I really do wear my heart on my sleeve. I guess I is the truth. <laughs> oh my god! But see, that's why you're great TV. That's why they made you the snake because they knew that this would. I mean, realistically, they they probably thought you were not going to win, but they thought it'd be good TV. That would be my thought if I was a television executive. 
So there were these two guys that brought me into this like closet and told me the game a day before, you know, the game began. And up until that, we had been sequestered and we thought we were there for a scavenger hunt. And when I go on this hour long car ride to the middle of nowhere, to this other hotel, which is, I guess, where they were staying because it was closer, I guess, to the location where we were filming. And they're like, okay, we're going to tell you the game. And they tell me it and everything. And I'm like, and I tell them, I'm like, okay, I don't want to be the snake. I'm going to be terrible at it. Uh, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I won't tell anybody, but I don't want to be the snake. So you're going to have to pick somebody else. And they're like, well, you have to be. So then after we, we talked for like an hour and a half, I mean, they had to talk me like off of the ledge. Like I like, I mean, I would never quit, but I basically was like, well, I might as well just quit now because I knew Sari was there because I saw her in the airport and we hadn't talked, but I'm like, she knows me. Like she's going to know from first glance because I'm just not a good liar. So and she did. She knew from first glance. But anyway, they're like, listen, we chose you. So kind of to your point, Jack, they're like, we chose you because you're not a good liar, but you're competitive. And sometimes it brings out something in people that even they didn't think, or they, they do crazy things, <laughs> not necessarily bad, but just, you know, crazy things you would never think. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I think I'm the only snake that found the clue and like hit it like that so i guess that's kind of like one example of a crazy yeah. thing happen that was good tv right um so you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's why they chose me mystery would have been the obvious choice because she really would have been good at it but then that kind of would have been like maybe too obvious um and then i was the obvious choice like they could easily tell <laughs> So, I mean, I was great TV, I guess, but I didn't win again. <laughs> well, I texted you before and I said, I think you're going to be the snake. That was my prediction. And I had two reasons why I thought that. Number one was kind of like I was thinking about, well, Sari, like the same thing. Sari and Rachel kind of have a reputation of being someone who is not not a snake not saying that but like they're really uh they're really good at these strategy games yes. right games yeah. like good gamers yeah yeah and then you and janelle kind of have more of like a heroic edit for lack of a better term and so i thought okay it's gonna probably be one of you two was my guess and then i when i saw the clip of you guys all saying i am not the snake when I saw you say, I'm not the snake, I figured you were lying, but that's yeah. only because I know you. And right. when we talked last year for the first time, when I had you on the show, I asked you a question um, for those who did not listen to that. You guys should check it out. But there was this rumor floating around the internet for like 15 years that when Sir Stephanie was on Survivor Palau and she won the fire making challenge, someone from her cast spread a false rumor that Stephanie lost the challenge, complained, and then made them do it again, and then she won. When I asked her that question, it was a very, like, I could tell she, like, very different from her being like, I am not the snake. I could tell right. in that you're very incredulous about, no, this is this is not true, this is right. I and told me that. Like, I was like, are you kidding me? Because that, actually, that fire challenge happened so fast. Like... Just oh Stephanie has a Stephanie has a flame oh Stephanie Stephanie wins like it was it I mean I remember like his left yesterday and I have a terrible memory by the way I remember. <laughs> and that's one thing I wanted to remember because I won something finally um and I felt bad because Bobby John taught me how to make fire and I literally beat him fair and square I mean I don't know how he lost that or there was like an angel on my shoulder actually 
Yeah, no, that 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 was a great rumor. I was like, what? Where'd that come from? Yeah. And so I could tell at that time that you were telling the truth. Right. And that was very different from just the look on your face when you said, oh. I, I am not the snake. I, I am not the snake. <laughs> <laughs> now they did have me say it like 20 times. Like I was like, I'm not the snake. I'm not the snake. I'm not the snake. I'm not the snake. Like, so they, yeah. the one they chose was like a more of a guilty type. Of yeah. Walk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting that they chose that one because a lot of people that I saw too, like online, they're all just like, Oh, you're definitely the snake. Like before that. <laughs> My kids were like, when they saw that preview, they're like, oh, mom, you're totally a snake. <laughs> so being, funny. A, being a bad liar is what I would say a good trait in life, by the way. It is if you decide and choose to not lie. You know, like yeah. I've got, I know people that are bad liars that still lie. And I'm like, well, why, why are you lying? Like, even if it's something stupid, like my daughter, she's terrible, terrible liar. She's just like me. And she'll do something. And I'm like, you're lying. Like you're, you're blinking your eye. I can tell you're lying. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, yeah, I'm done my homework. I'm like, it, you're, you're blinking. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I actually thought you did play it pretty well though. After that clip, like when Bobby says at the beginning, first of all, what's the way Suri reacts was brilliant, by the way, how she says like, okay, so one of these people, is they already know they're the snake and we don't know that was, I thought really, it seemed very genuine. Like that was probably her real reaction. And like, I didn't even want I wanted to say stuff like that, but I didn't want to get tripped up and be like, so one of these people knows they're the snake. And, but I like, you know, you don't, you don't want to yeah. say the wrong word. Like as soon as you say like I or me, and then they're like, you just said me, you just said I, you're the snake. Like, because when you are it, and you're trying not to be it, it's very easy to say like the wrong thing. So she gen genuinely was not the snake. So for her, it was very easy, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought that she played that very well. She did. And then I, but I actually thought you did a pretty good job when he gave the first clue. And I have the clue here. It says, the young snake went fishing with tackle and bait. She loved to think and contemplate. In school, she joined a squad that had spirit grew up to speak her mind and let everyone hear it. And you were the, on the show, they showed you being the first person to say she was a cheerleader. And then you kind of called, you were looking in the direction of the other girls. I thought you played that pretty well. Yeah, because I was a cheerleader, but it was such a low level. It was in like middle school. <laughs> but Janelle and I think Rachel were legit cheerleaders, yeah. you know, when they, you know, were in high school and maybe even more competitively. So Who's going to remember I was a cheerleader in sixth grade for the eighth <laughs> football team? You know, I'm like, I've never, I played sports. I was never a cheerleader. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> That's funny because that was something I thought about. I was like, oh, maybe you had mentioned that to me at one point before, but I didn't remember. Like, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, Stephanie played like a million sports growing up. Like, how would she have time to cheerlead? Even my best friends that were here watching it with us the night it aired. Like they thought I was the snake and then they were like, maybe she's not. And then when I went like running for the clue <laughs> and got it and destroyed it, some were like, oh, you're definitely the snake. Why else would you destroy it? And some were like, maybe you're not because if, if like it, they, they did like reverse psychology on themselves and convinced themselves that I wasn't the snake. So had I not admitted to the camera like I had her get rid of the clue because it was it was legit about me. It said hero and brothers. That 
I have four older brothers and I was on the Heroes Tribe. Like, everybody knows that about me. Um, I had to destroy it. So until I said that, actually my one good friend still, she did not believe I was a snake. She's like, no, you're not. Even after I said it, she's like, you are not. And then our other friend who's like a doctor, he's really smart, brain surgeon. He's like, I don't think she's the snake. Um, <laughs> <that's> the snake. <laughs> okay. Do you remember, you probably don't. Do you remember what that clue said specifically? Well, I did. I did not remember at all. And then after the show aired or or was filmed um, and I was doing like my post interviews before we were getting ready to like leave and fly home and everything, the cameramen and, you know, lighting people and producers were like, do you um, remember, they said, do you remember where you hid the clue? And I said, I don't remember what the clue said. I don't remember where I hid it. I don't remember... I think I put the box in a tree just right next to the tree. I found it. So they walked me back through it and they showed me like what the clue said. So now I remember it. I just remember reading it and freaking out. because I was like, <gasps> it was like so much. So about me, I just, I knew I had to like somehow and I didn't know how much time I had because they were down on the beach, but it was far. I mean, it's like a mile run. I did mile and a half run, but I didn't know if, the goal, the plan was, sorry, I'm going to look for the clue. And if I find it, I'm going to tell you, which of course I'm not going to tell her because now I know I'm a mistake and she wouldn't know I'm a mistake. But so keep them busy. That was the whole, that's why I had that little discussion with her. Um, and then I didn't know if she was going to turn on me and be like, Stephanie's being shady. We got to go now. So my time, I, it was quick, but um, no, I didn't, but I didn't at the time, but I do now. It said something like, this hero grew up with... Do you? Did they say on the show? No, that's what I thought was oh. odd. Like, I feel like... It, I thought that they would read that clue at the snake pit and say, oh yeah, this was a clue that got destroyed. This is what it would have said. Do you know why I think they never got a video of it? Is because the cameramen couldn't keep up with me. They said I ran so fast. They said they never seen they didn't expect me. They said I took off. I went so fast. It was like I was running on water. Like they looked walked on top of the water. So I went across the swamp, got the box, and then I went probably like 75 yards to the right, dropped to my knees, opened the box, read the clue. And that and no no, they were filming me from a distance. You can see it's like from a distance because they couldn't even get to me. And then I ripped it up, buried it like under the mud that was all mud and nasty. And then apparently I ran like a football field away to the end of the swamp and hid that box, which was pretty heavy. It's that gold box that you see on there that pulled a clue out of for, he pulled it out like every time he did anything, any clue came out of the box. Maybe one was tied to something once. I don't know. It might be confusing survivor. Um, <laughs> and then I took that and there was like a dead log laying like a tree fell. And I shoved it in, and I only know this because they took me back to it. I actually have the raw footage of it, of how far away it was. They could not get the box out. It took, like, three men to get the box out of this. I must have been like, a crazy person, like, kicking it and jamming <laughs> after I already bet. Then, after that, I ran, so I ran a mile from the beach, mile and a half, got the box, did the thing. Then I went, like, a football field or two down. Then I ran back out diagonally, which was probably another quarter of a mile. I don't know. I was so out of breath by the time I tripped, fell, and then saw Rachel. I couldn't even, like, and you see it on the show, like, my voice is shaking and quivering. Like, I couldn't even gather myself. And she's like, 
I should have been like, I saw, I saw a crocodile or an alligator. I didn't even know what that was. I think it was chasing me. I should have made, I just couldn't think, I just, yeah. I couldn't think quick enough. Um, but the clue said something about this hero grew up with four fighting brothers or something like that. I was just thinking if there's any way that, because when I've watched these episodes, the clues have been, they could have multiple interpretations. So they with can. the big brother thing. A couple of us, you know? Yeah. And the hero and the brothers, like Suri has a couple brothers and she was a hero. But then it now it's between Suri and I. Well, what about the girls who were on Big Brother? They don't have... Uh, well, I mean, could the clue have been interpreted in a way that it was no? It, it said four fighting brothers. I had four. Really? I four brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a giveaway. So he reveals the first clue off the bat. And then if you lose the first challenge, there's a clue hidden at camp. So you can win the first challenge, which is you get a second clue. So then there's no clue at camp. So there's two clues. And then the third challenge. So you have the opportunity for three clues the whole game. Is that right? Yeah, so they, I believe that's right. They got two of the three clues because they got their original one. We lost the first challenge. I destroyed the second clue at camp. And they got the last challenge. So they only got two clues. But that last one was even completely about me. At what point did – so when – I'll ask you about when you destroyed the clue. Were they on to you right at the beginning of that point they or what? On, they were already on to me from the very beginning. There had already been lots of talk. Um, Sari, I, I usually wear a cross, and she came up to me and grabbed my cross, and she's like, come here. What do you wear this for? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm Catholic, and, you know – it, it was blessed. My mom had it blessed for me and, you know, I'm away and I just feel like, what do you mean? And she's like, look at me right now and tell me you're not the snake. I'm like, Sri, I swear to God, I'm not the snake. I swear on my children, I'm not the snake. And that was terrible. That was the first time I swore on them. I was like, <laughs> cross behind my back. Um, like, okay. She's like, just, I, I don't want to believe you are, but there's just something about your face. You just look funny. She just kept saying there was something like off. My energy was just off. Because I, I was worried about it the whole time. So she was right. My energy was off. Because normally I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I have been told I can be the life of the party. And I'm fun. <laughs> I to be around and whatever. And I just, and I was like, well, you know, I have three kids now. And I work at their school. And it's a Christian school. And I can't just keep dropping F-bombs and be crazy. <laughs> Why Stephanie anymore? Like, I'm a mom of three. She's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't. So she was on to me. But Rachel was acting really weird. So... Like Janelle was on to Rachel. So, but the fact that she kept looking for that clue so adamantly, I'm just like, but, and then when I came out of that swamp and I fell like that, I, they, I was so caught up. I mean, I think I said I was over by the latrine looking for it, which I did look back there for it. Or so I said, but I knew exactly where it was because I saw it as soon as I walked into camp. Can't believe nobody else saw it. So that when I saw that, I like freaked out. I was like, I've got to get this because it is about me. And so as soon as they're like, let's go down to the beach. I think it's at the beach. I'm like, I think it's at the beach. I think it's a great idea. It's definitely at the beach. It's not here. I don't see it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, terrible liar. So then I said something that they never showed. I said, well, I was overlooking by the latrine. And then, like, in another conversation, I said, well, I had to go to the bathroom. And they're like, you never said you went to the bathroom. And that was, like, such a big deal. And I'm like, I go to the bathroom. I drink so much water. I pee all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, 
no, you never said you went to the bathroom. Now your story. And I'm like, I can't even remember if I went to the bathroom because sometimes I don't even, on Survivor, it's not even a toilet. You just go wherever. Like, what's the big deal if I went to the bathroom or not? So they, they were just so on to me. And then when they saw me like trip coming out of the thing, they're like, Rachel's like, I think she found it. And I think she hid it somewhere and I'm going to find it. And I'm going to prove it. And I was like a wreck because I was like, that clue, if I didn't bury it, because it was in a million pieces, if I didn't bury it all properly under a really solid mound of rock, and I found a big rock, I put a rock on top of it. I'm like, it's going to go, piece is going to come floating up. Rachel's going to be like, oh, here's a piece that says bro. <laughs> <laughs> so they were on to me. Then I tripped coming out and I kind of baffled that. But it's still, I think, to the viewer and what was seen, I still had a good case going because now Rachel was starting to look guilty in some people's eyes because she wouldn't get out of the swamp. She was still looking for it. I was like to the cameraman, when's the next challenge? Do we have to leave here yet? Like, when are we getting out? <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that clue. We got to get another clue. <laughs> so you made mention of this that once you saw Suri at the airport before the game started, you knew you're not going to win this thing, essentially. Well, when I saw Suri at the airport, and I hadn't seen her in 12 years, I was actually shocked. And then I was really glad because I didn't know what the game was. Right. So the whole time I was so excited. Like I'm in my hotel room and I'm like doing little mini workouts and we're totally like they took all of our devices away and... I'm totally like just getting ready for the game. I'm like, oh, this must. Be yeah. Something. What do you do? By the way, that's a good. That's something. So you're in the hotel for like a week, and you just yeah. watch movies or what? Yeah. So they take everything away. Um, I had my computer for a couple of days because it was like my children's Christmas program, things like that. So they were allowing me to like tune in to like Facebook Live and let people like. But I had like really no communication with anybody, and I hadn't spoken to Sari except for like a Christmas card uh, each year. Um, did you, did you have someone running your Instagram at that point? I didn't No, You just went, you were just quiet on social media. I go quiet because I was only gone for 10 days, but it's the filming was on my birthday. So like not number one, I had, I think 300 or 400 birthday texts. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of them. (laughs) them. Thank you very much. I respond to nobody because then when I finally get my phone back and it like, you know, you turn it on, everything comes in and it's so overwhelming. So I, did I respond to you? You did. You said, thank you. That was it. And I think okay. what happened though, was I remember I sent the text and I was like, this isn't getting sent. So I thought you were on like a long plane ride was what I thought. That was what I kind of thought. And I was like, oh, they're probably going on some cool vacation, like around winter break or something like that. And then you responded maybe a day later, it was a green text instead of a blue text. So I just figured you were um, traveling somewhere. That's what I thought. So the game started on the 6th, which is my birthday. And I think I got my phone back on like the 8th or 9th. And there were so many texts. But like <laughs> to answer your question, which I'm grateful and honored. Thank you, everybody who texts me. Love you guys. <laughs> and thank you, Jack. Um, but three, I was so excited to see a familiar, friendly face. And I was like, yes, like this is an alliance I can definitely make. Then they tell me the game. Devices are now, no phones, can't make a phone call, no computer, can't even, like, nothing. And I'm like, it went from being so excited that Sari was there to, this is awful. Because she's going to be the one that outs me. So it sucked. For me. Yeah, I think that 
the thing you had made mention of also is kind of like if someone really knows you and especially if you're an honest person, they're going to be able to tell when you're not telling the truth versus if someone, if these girls did not know you, they might've believed you. If Serene wasn't there, I really maybe could have won. The chances would have been much better. Um, But that final clue, what they showed on TV was not the actual clue that was read live. It said something about a pitcher on a mound. And then it also said about temple. And what was the other part? Church. Church. And immediately they all looked at me, which they didn't show. And they were like, it's you, your husband pitched in the major leagues. He's a baseball player. And you grew up Catholic going, always going to church. And you went to Temple University. It's you. That's it. Like, so everything they showed at that final, like, snake pit thing, I mean, their minds were made up. They thought it was me. So, I mean, I went out with a fight. I did. I feel like I did everything I could as the snake. I thought I, that on the snake pit thing, when they, they kind of made it look like Suri was taking a really long time to vote. Yeah. I thought that was a body double. I didn't think those were her hands because they didn't zoom it. It was like a zoom in on the hands, and they made it look like turning to make it look like she couldn't decide. I didn't really believe that. I thought she thought it was you the whole time. She did. She totally did. And it could have been a body double. I mean, they did that all the time on Survivor. Yeah, because I didn't think that was the same color of her nail polish. I'll have to ask her. But you know what? I did ask her something for this podcast. I texted her because I was curious to know from her perspective, how could she tell that you were lying? What specifically were the giveaways? So do you want to know what she said? Yes. What do you think she said? She said I was making a weird face. I make like <laughs> a face. Um, and then, oh, I, I pointed at Janelle. I tried to blame Janelle very early on. I don't even know Janelle. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. What All right. So she said, okay, so I could tell she was lying because of the strained look on her face. Ding. That's what you said. She over-explained every story she told, and the knife in her coffin was when her story changed about why she was at camp alone. You can always remember the truth, but you can't keep your story straight when you tell a lie. Snake emoji. Right. So what she means by that is, I said I went back to camp to use the bathroom. And then when they were like, why are you back here? Because I told Suri, and I didn't want them to know. I was going to try to find a clue and keep it between Suri and I. I said, I was looking for the clue, just like you guys. And I was looking, I, I went to use the bathroom, and I was looking over by the bathroom for it. And they're like, oh, now you went to use the bathroom? That's what it was. Like, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't keep the lie straight, is what it was. Yeah. That's just it. Like, that's why I tell my kids, like, don't lie. Because it's really hard to keep up with a lie. You always remember the truth. It's hard to remember a lie. And then you end up covering a lie and you lie to keep up with a lie. And you're covering, and it's like it becomes a nightmare. Yeah. And it's a Ten Commandment. And right. I don't, like, don't want to be around people who lie all the time. Sorry. I, I choose. I, that's why we're friends. <laughs> and that's it's true. I tell my kids the same thing. I'm like, you know, practice what you preach. That was my actions speak louder than words. I have all these quotes that I go by. And also, like, if you're going to lie, 
people are going to believe you and think that's really cool and interesting. And eventually they're going to figure out your lying when you're actually telling the truth one day, no one's going to believe you. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, so yeah, good teaching lesson for your kids to watch you on this show. Yeah. I mean, because they know I'm not a good liar and they know <laughs> that I'm very brutally honest, actually inside the home as well as outside. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm also not confrontational. So I, if I have to be, it's like Rachel and I really got into it on there and they didn't show it. Um, thank God, because she was really pressing me really, really, really. And I was just trying to be nice, trying to be nice. And then finally I had to like, just had it because my back was up against the wall. So I had to like go back at her. And I mean, it wasn't anything, it was PG. It was nothing like right. that. Um, it just got heated and that's so not me. And I love Rachel. Um, so yeah, really good lessons were learned. I think. think. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was cool, this show, something that I enjoyed about it was on all the episodes I've seen, they're not doing that kind of reality TV trash that I really hate these days where it's like, yeah. we're going to throw, make this person look terrible. We have all this edit or all this footage and we can make just absolutely bury them. Right. And they can right. get all these hate on social media and all that stuff. That's number one. Number two. It wasn't like a show that's taking itself overly seriously and saying, we need to talk about all these social problems of what's going on in the world. It's just a fun show and it's distraction that's from what's fun. going on. Yeah. You know, well, number one, you have 42 minutes to basically put two days plus a little extra filming into an episode, right? So you've got to get down to it. And at first, a lot of my friends didn't like, they would say, it's too much talking. I said, you guys have to understand, this is like the final three, final two of on day one like you go in there and you just start especially if you don't know each other you gotta start where are you from how many kids do you have where'd you go to college are you married like everything goes out the window any of the you know political agenda anything like that that becomes null and void and pointless like i don't care who you vote for what party right. you're on. like i need to know where are you from how'd you grow up who'd you grow up with um you know what i mean and once you start talking the basics of life it just things unravel so there was no bs there was no like housewives drama which is really <laughs> actually you know and we did have a little bit of drama because rachel knew it was me and i knew it was me but i was trying to convince her it wasn't me so they kind of took that out of the edit which is kind of nice too so it's a really the time slot sinks um but it's really a good family show like yeah. my kids Seven, nine, and three, and all three of them really like it. Like it kept keeps their attention for a full hour. Like that's pretty cool. Totally agree. Yeah, I really have enjoyed it a lot um, of the episodes that I've seen. So, did you feel like since so Rachel was on to you the whole time, Sri obviously was on to you the whole time? Did you have any hope to swing Janelle against Rachel? And then, no, was, yeah, I. I, I was really trying, but then Suri got to Janelle and was like, I just think it's Stephanie. Like, I know her. I can tell she's lying. This, the, um, after that final clue was revealed, I was dead in the water. And so as much as I could have tried to turn it all on Rachel, so then my, and then Rachel fought so hard for that key in the end. Oh, we'll talk about really that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she's really the snake, why is she going to bust her butt to prove, to get the final clue about her? Right? So now I'm like, I've got, I, I'm never going to win against Saray. Like, she'll argue me till I'm dead in the, the on the ground. So I'm like, I'm going to just say Janelle flipped the boat. 
Because basically she could have. She you know, she was the one making it wobble. <sighs> <laughs> it was uh desperation. You tried yeah. it. Yeah. Um I was gonna save the boat for later, but since you touched on it, we'll talk about it now. My mom was wondering, so this was in the final challenge, of course. First of all, take me, I guess let's do this. Take me through that final challenge, what's going on. Because you guys get all this stuff really quickly. Another thing I thought of, though, with you was you didn't know these women at all. Um, so you didn't know that, like, Rachel and Janelle are, like, amazing competition beasts who are really good at yeah. challenges and stuff like that. Cause right. you're seeing Janelle like hauling that motor, like it's nothing, which that thing looks super heavy. It was. So, so like survivor, they tell us the challenge and then they give us, they, they bring over people and explain the challenge fully to us off camera. And this is how you put the motor. In. This is how you put the gas in. And this is how you put it on. Janelle turns out she owns one of those boats at like her, so I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, I had never seen an engine like that. Like, I would have had no idea how to put that together. And Janelle's like, oh, I got it. I know how to just get me all the pieces or whatever. I, I know how to put it together. I'm like, great. Um, so, and and then the location of where everything was was so close. So, like, it looks like I'm purposely not trying to help, which I am purposely not trying to help. But I actually was trying to get, like, to things to, like, throw it further. <laughs> And Janelle, like, were like crazy people. Like, they got there way before me. Even Sarish, she was like on it. I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I was running. I wasn't running my hardest, but. And then anytime I tried to help, they were like button me out. Like, there was only enough room for two people, like, in the back to carry. There were trees we were trying to get around. And then I think Janelle at the front of the boat, like, I, I was like, okay. I was like trying to help. And I was trying to pull it. Like, they, they are. They're like really good competitors, believe it or not. And I believe it because they're moms and don't, Hey, listen, we might be in our forties. Well, Siri's in her fifties, but she looks like she's in her thirties. Yeah. Actually, I think Rachel's in her thirties still, but yeah. Misjudge us. Like women yeah. are strong. And especially like, this is why we give birth to children. <laughs> you give us a challenge. And if we're competitive, which all four of us are very competitive, we will get done. <laughs> and got it done. So, when they assembled that boat and that motor and I mean, Janelle took the lead on that. She just killed it. I was like, great. They did it in like no time. There was so much time left, but it was so far where we had to go that I was like, okay, I'll flip the boat. Maybe we'll lose the key. And if we don't, there's no way whoever swims it back, unless it's me, they're going to make it in time. This is, this is my mindset. Now I didn't know Rachel was going to turn into freaking Michael Phelps. <laughs> Um, now she did have a life vest, which on survivor would not have happened because she did not have a life vest at first. And then she miraculously has a life vest was thrown to her. We were very far out. It was shark infested waters. We did here. And we were being stung by jellyfish the entire time. And we were, okay, in let me, let me pause there. My mom wanted to know why did Stephanie think it was okay to flip the boat in that spot then? So it was the only time chance it was the only opportunity I had to flip the boat because we had to physically pull Rachel in and I knew it was gonna be off balanced. So if I wanted the boat to flip, I needed for it to look like it happened naturally and I didn't right. do it. But so I mean, how did you you like 
you guys were all it, it was it's dangerous like with the sharks being all the way out there what, yes. you knew that they weren't going to let you drown obviously i mean there were camera crews and there were like medics all around us so i think if we would have gotten attacked by a shark we we could have died and this is what happens like you do these types of shows you do sign your life away like, I think it's, they'll film it first and then they'll help you for good TV kind of thing. And to be honest with you, I didn't know it was shark infested waters until after the fact. They yeah, did not that makes sense. Um, we found that out later, but I don't think they thought we were going to be like in the water. I think they thought we were going to boat out and then we we're going to boat back and somebody was going to jump out and run the key in. And that, so sorry to your mom <laughs> if that. A really nasty thing to do because it kind of was, but it was my last chance. <laughs> this was it. Like I either had to try, you know, and I and I made sure Sari had her life vest on because I know she's not the strongest swimmer. And then she did get trapped under the boat, and I pulled her out. So like I really was being a good person. <laughs> oh no, I my mom wasn't. My mom wasn't saying that about you. It was just I, like, I well, where did you get that idea? I think was what she was coming from. Well, like, it was just Janelle was like, you guys lean back and I'm going to lean forward and pull her in. And so when she leaned forward, the whole boat actually went forward. So when she pulled her on, actually the whole boat did go back. So all I had to do was just grab it and pull it back just a little bit with, with our body weight. That was all, all now four of us is going this way. And because what she, what she wanted us to do is she was like, when I pull Rachel in, she wanted me and Sari to lean forward to counteract and I was like, that's not going to work. And I knew Sari, and Sari was trying to lean forward, but her body weight, and I just was like, so I just pulled it over. <laughs> but you, so you thought, though, they're going to be like, okay, challenge is over because they're in the water. They fell out of the boat. We got to pull them out of the boat, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, what happens if we go in the water? Someone might freak out. Sari might need medical. Challenge, stop. That's it. They're never getting a clue. And then all of a sudden... Rachel swimming. I'm like, give me the key. Um, she's like, you're not. She said, and she screamed a couple of profound disease at me in the water. <laughs> it didn't air. And I just laughed. I was like, wow, you're pretty serious about this swimming the key back. I'm like, listen, I'm faster than you as a swimmer. I will get back quicker. She's like, you're not touching the key. Shut the. <laughs> I was like, and then um, she's like, can I get a life vest? Because she had snake boots on. They were heavy. You know, like we had all our clothes on and it was a long swim. The current was pulling. And so like they threw her a life vest and I'm like, I gave them a look of death. I was like, what are you doing? Like, we don't throw a life vest. She's never going to make it back. And they, and she made it back. And then did they like somehow all of a sudden you guys were all on land and she was still swimming. So, so did they like boat you guys to land and say only one person has to do a swim? No. So Sari got boated. Janelle immediately was like, ah, I'm getting stung. I'm getting stung. She got out. And then once they gave her a life vest and I still didn't take a life vest, I was like, did I eventually take a life vest? I'm trying to think. Maybe eventually, because she was now kicking for dear life and I didn't have a life vest. And then eventually I was like, all right, well, I'll take a life vest now because she was like miles in front of me. <laughs> um, and no, I, I swam. No, they did. They put me on a jet ski at one point. Yeah. Cause you I, were on land I, and yeah. So they're yeah. probably like, okay, only one person has to do this swim. If right. one person, yeah. It in the time. Yeah. Oh, it was such I, good TV. It came down <laughs> 
close to it though. She only had like two minutes left, I think. Yeah, the show said they were Bobby was counting down. He's like 15 seconds and then oh. he was there, yeah. So that's what it was then. Yeah. It's pretty amazing swim. Like was, was that like a mile or what? I mean, I don't know. It was like probably not a mile, maybe maybe a quarter mile, half mile, but it just looked really far. <laughs> but it was far and the current and the water was nasty, but she she definitely killed it. And then even if they didn't get that last clue, they were on to me. Like really on to me. So do you think so, they do you know if they thought you flipped the boat or did they were they did they yeah. You know what I'm asking. When I said Janelle flipped the boat, then then Janelle was like, knew she didn't flip the boat. But no, Rachel and Suri, I don't think knew what happened. I think they just thought, like, oh my gosh, the boat just flipped over. <laughs> it was really, like, wobbly. And I've been on Survivor where there's, like, little, you know, um, are, what are they called? Those rowboat things? They flip all the time. The catamaran. Yeah. So Canoes. The, yeah, the canoes or the outriggers, like they yeah. flip so easily. Um, and we've lost flint and steel and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. it's it's definitely like doable, like easily doable, like just with waves, currents, things like that. So did they give you ideas of ways that you could sabotage the thing when they talk to you? No. So they're just like, you know, you can do anything you want within reason. Um, we try not, you know, they, they wanted me to try to avoid anything to, too, totally nasty. So like my last thing was I can like swim and catch up with Rachel and literally wrestle her for the key in the water. And just as I'm wrestling her, like just let it drop. Um, but then that would have been so obvious too. And that's just so not in my nature. Like if it was to win, like the challenge it is, but it's because I was like, <laughs> hey, that I was like, she's working so hard. I kind of just should let her see if she can make it in. When I probably should have wrestled her in the water for it. Um, but yeah, they told me, you know, I could pretty much do whatever, but just, you know, don't kill anybody or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confessional that you did where you talked about how this is not a reflection of who you are in real life. And then I just started laughing when you're like, so I'm going to fight back these tears and I'm going to go lose that challenge today. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like I did on Oolong. Right? Right. <laughs> well, so I didn't sleep all night. And we did sleep out there. Um, you know, and my mind was just reeling. I just had visualized waking up in the morning. And the stupid clue that I ripped up is going to float up. And I'm going to get caught. So I, I just was a wreck all night. So I was exhausted. You know, you're hot. You're hungry. I really hadn't eaten at all. And they give you these mini cams and they want you to like, just talk to the camera with no producer around. Just have yeah, is it like a GoPro kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like on a handle and I'm just like, you know, at this point I was playing such a hard game because I'm playing against them. I was playing against the producers. I was playing against the camera people. I was trying to hide everything. And you know, I, you feel like you're trying to be too many people and I only know how to be me. Like, I'm a very real and honest person. And then I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I lied on my kids already. So now I'm feeling bad about that. Now I haven't spoken to my kids in almost a week. I'm feeling bad about that. And just everything. So I just get all emotional. I have my little breakdown session. And then I'm like, that's it. I'm going to gather. I'm going to wipe these tears. I'm going to go lose this next challenge. <laughs> 
You know what I liked? What, something I liked about that, Stephanie, I can tell, like I've told you a little bit, you remind me a little bit of my sister. My sister grew up with two big brothers who roughhoused with her and she played a ton of sports. And I think um, my sister, I hopefully she's not listening to this, but <laughs> she has like a, a tough exterior, but there's like a much softer, sensitive side that she might not show all the time. And I kind of right. feel like that's how you sort of have been on these shows. Like you didn't really want to show it as much when you, especially when you were younger and you had been a D1 athlete and all conference athlete at that. Um, and we got to see a little more of that kind of sweet, sensitive side to you in this episode, which I think was cool. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I always say I probably am a lot like her, and that probably is a good analysis because you do grow up with older brothers, and you have to kind of be tough, and you're a tomboy, and you play all these sports. But deep down, you're still human, right? Yeah. And you're, female, and you're sensitive, and, like, I'm not overly sensitive, and I'm not dramatic, but... I always say, like, I'm not a crier. And then I think I've cried on, like, every reality show. <laughs> like, what the heck's going on? I'm not a crier. Like, my kids never see me cry. So when I cry on these shows, they're like, you know, because they finally watched Survivor and now Snake. Um, because it is. You try, you try to be so brave and you try to be so tough, but you can't help that you're human, too. So, you know, and, like, God, once you start crying, you can't stop. <laughs> it's like, cry face. <laughs> How did this compare psychologically, mentally to Survivor? Like, this was way worse for me. I, I think I told Sari um, after the fact, like, I could do 39 days of Survivor in a heartbeat over having to lie for, like, two days straight. I just, I just, and it was more than that for me because they told me the game before. So for, like, four days, I was, like, going over and over in my head, like, how am I going to do this? And, like, trying to prepare. So it felt like a lifetime for me to have to lie. Um, to be honest, I would have done better, I think, at Survivor. Because at least I can be myself. I mean, you do have to lie a little bit at times, but it's not like the whole time you're not lying about your whole MO, like who you are. <laughs> and that's what, that was what was so hard for you, right? Was trying to be someone you're not. But then did you also, because you said something about feeling sick to your stomach, was part of that that you just felt like, oh, I feel like such a terrible, rotten jerk who's trying to sabotage and ruin this for these nice people? <laughs> Everything. Like I had sworn to Sari on my children. I would never. That is so not me. Um, I'm lying straight to their faces. I'm standing on the rope. I mean, they must have shot those poor slingshots, these poor girls. <laughs> I had it in like two tries. It, it, it took ten, like a hundred tries before they, and I think it was Suri and I that finally got the slingshot. Like, you know, because even as I was standing on the rope, even when I was holding the thing for her, she would like go to shoot it. The last minute I would move it. Like, I, it was just terrible. So yeah, I just, it just was any, everybody, everything I'm not is what I was trying to be. And I'm just not that type of a person. <laughs> <laughs> and then you mentioned a little bit of feeling anxious for nine months for this to air. How much was that weighing on you? How much was that something that was in your mind and your day-to-day -day life? I mean, when I first came back, um, it because I put my whole heart and soul into these games, like people just yeah. think these girls or these boys and girls, whoever it is, just go on these reality shows for fun. They don't realize, like, the type of person I am. I put everything into it. Oh, we saw that. We saw that in this episode. <laughs> if you're willing to flip the boat. <laughs> so 
So like it's, it's emotionally, mentally, physically, it's just very draining. So you come back to life and a very busy life at that three really busy kids. We have a very active social life. We're physically active. We, we just have a really busy life, which I would, I would, I'm very grateful for and I never change it for the world, but I come home and school's out for Christmas break and Christmas time's around the corner. So Santa's getting ready to come. And so it's like, mommy's home. Yay. And then I'm <laughs> in the game and I'm like trying to process what just happened like I just lost I can't tell anybody the only people I can talk to are like Rachel Janelle and Sari which they're busy they're trying to mentally come back from it so like I think what a lot of the viewers don't understand is and it was only a couple days so you think to yourself oh how bad could it have been and actually a good friend said that to me and I said just watch just wait and watch and you'll understand why and she now understands because I went through the ringer mentally and emotionally and then did everything I could lied, sabotaged, flipped boats, did whatever, and still didn't win. So now I have to see, take that internally, and I have to deal with however that's going to be perceived. And as another thing about me is I really don't care what people think, because I know who I am, and I always stay true to me. And even though I had to lie a little bit deep down, I did a terrible job at it, because I'm true to me. But still, it aggravates me, I didn't win. So yes, I'm a I'm not okay with losing, but I'm a good loser and not a sore loser. So another lesson for my kids. No, losing builds character. I believe. I mean, I think that there are a lot of people these days who, if they don't play sports, I mean, the world is changing quite a bit. There are a lot of kids these days who just play video games and they put themselves in a lot of positions to only succeed. I mean, you're a mother, so you see some of this with some of the kids that might be the same age as your kids, because I know your kids play a lot of sports and are very active. But, you know, when we grew up, like, I was outside every day, like, playing with the neighborhood kids. That was like, you know, when the streetlights come on, you got to come home. Yeah. But it's a different world now. Like, these kids are all on the computer, and they're on social media, which my kids are not, by the way. I wish they were. They could maybe teach me a thing or two, but that's the story. <laughs> Fine. But, like, it's a different world now. And, again, it's a different world. Like, the kids can't go out and play outside without supervision because there's a lot of crazy people out there, a lot of wackos, and a lot more crazy things are happening now in this world. Um, So it's true. Like, it's a different time, and it's a different yeah. day. And... You know, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad they're not going to grow up like how we grew up, you yeah. know? But the video game thing, I mean, a lot of their friends are on that Roblox and stuff. And I, my kids aren't really. Um, my daughter does like TikTok every now and again, but she doesn't have her own. I have mine. And I think actually my only two TikToks she made, which are <laughs> whatever. Um, but they're too busy. They're too right. busy. Like if we can get their schoolwork done and get them to all their sporting events and tournaments and like go to a family dinner or, you know, meet up with friends or get on the boat, that's like a win. Who has time to sit there and just do video games? But a lot of people may become big time computer programmers or who knows what. They might have the next big app from it. So, I mean, well, not, with not, that, I, right. Yeah. I just feel like with kids, there are kids, less kids are playing sports now with yeah, the rise of video games and sports teach kids at an early age, the value of losing and ex coming back from failure, bouncing back, learning that failure can be a blessing in disguise, allowing it to better you. 
And so, like, you know, you've lost a few times on reality TV, but I'm sure there are positives that you take in from it each time. 100%. 100%. And as much as I've lost, I truly feel like I've won. Like, I still feel like I won Palau. I still feel like I won Guatemala. I still feel like I won Heroes vs. Villains for multiple region, reasons on each of those shows. And I feel like I won The Snake in the Grass. Did I physically win the money? No. Did I win so much more? Absolutely. You know what I mean? No matter whether it was a lesson about myself, a lesson to be taught to somebody else, or so be it. So, and that's really why I got back into doing reality, like, when it was offered to me. I was like, sure, because I do have three kids now. And it's easy to just stay in your little comfort zone and live your little life and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to show my kids it's okay to go outside of your comfort zone and like do something adventurous and daring and scary and not know. I mean, I thought I was going on a scavenger hunt. I didn't <laughs> take in the grass and I was going to be the snake. Like that would have been the worst option. Worst. And I was forced to face it head on and take the ball and run. Um, so you're right. Like sports, I think from a young age, growing up with older siblings, Every, all of that have taught me how to win, how to win with pride, or how to win with pride and be humble, and then how to lose, and also lose, lose with pride, and hold your head tall. Um, and be a good sport too. Sport, yeah. Um, so it's all life lessons. I mean, we're just getting into that now. My daughter plays competitive volleyball and my son does competitive baseball, and it's the same thing. Like he wants to throw his equipment when he strikes out, and we're like, no. Like Ryan Howard struck out all the time. He doesn't throw his equipment. Like pick your head up, you hold your head high, you get back out there, you go to batting practice. You practice harder. And so that's, you, by the, the way, you mentioned, harder. sorry, you mentioned Ryan Howard. That's something that I think is getting lost these days in kind of the culture that we're living in where it's like, oh, you know what? You hit a home run, just chuck your bat wherever you want to do, whatever you want to do. And it sets what well, I don't think it sets a great example for kids. The guys right. who strike out and accept it with grace set a good example. Cause I remember I actually got, I actually got tossed from a baseball game when I was in fifth grade. Cause I chucked my helmet on the ground after some kid made a diving play. And I learned from that, you know, it you, taught me a good lesson. And my son does stuff like that. Now he just turned nine, but there's times he comes in, he throws his glove. And, he, and my husband's like, absolutely not. Like we don't do that. Like I, and, and he knows like daddy played at like the highest level with some of the best guys in the world. Do they want to throw their helmets and their gloves? Yeah. But you don't because you lose with grace and that's it. Um, and it's true. I mean, my, actually totally getting off subject, but my son has Ryan Howard's book series. He, I, I, I love that. I love the Howard's so much. They're just amazing people, but he and his wife, Crystal, she was a school teacher came out with like little Rhino, like the book series. And, um, he sent me a bunch of copies for like a bunch of little boys that play baseball here. And for my nephew, who's like big into baseball, both of them actually, and my son, and he autographed it. And it is so cute. It talks about the little leagues and all the times, like all his hardships he went through playing baseball um, and people that had bad attitudes and, and it's on a child's level, you know? So Kyle Jr. Like reads those and they're just, they're so cute and they're so That's real. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it's but the thing is, is, I think that there are a lot of people now that are kind of wrapping themselves in bubble wrap and they're not putting themselves in any kind of position, any position where they might fail until they're 30 years old, 25 years old. And that's terrible for mental health. If you ex <laughs> if that's the first time you experience failure, it was it's when you're an adult. Like, that's why I, I think sports are so great.
So it's so true. Sports, and even if you're not the best at the sport, like yeah. my daughter, she, she's in fifth grade now. So in private school, they get to play sports in school too. So she's going to try out for all the sports. I mean, she's not like a track star. She can run, but she's not. She's going to try out for track. She's going to try out for soccer. She's probably going to get cut. That's fine. You try out for every sport. And if you make it, and even if you sit the bench, you're part of the team. These are This is life. You're not always going to be the best at everything. Um, and it's sad. These kids, they sit behind video games or computers. And, you know, I don't know their situation in their house, though. I can't judge. And I don't judge. But if you have the opportunity to play sports, you should. Um, because there's no other greater life lesson. So 0 for 4 now. Maybe you can get that W <laughs> the next time. <laughs> what was that? Back to loser Stephanie. Over four. Over <laughs> <laughs> four. No, I do think like there's a lot of good stuff about this. And like, you know, I was watching that episode. And for those who are watching, like I know Stephanie pretty well. And we've done some of these podcasts together. That was the first time I had met the other three girls, was when I had them on over the last couple of weeks. So naturally I was most invested in wanting to see Stephanie win. And um, so I was pulling for you the whole time and I was just anxious for you. And I was like, uh, I, I didn't think once I saw you're a snake, I'm like, this is, I don't think she can do it. I don't think this is going to turn out well. Um, but so then I saw you lose and I was just like, oh my gosh, I hope she's okay. And you were like, you're fine. You're laughing about it. You're posting videos of your kids laughing at you. So I think there's really good stuff about that. I mean, I for again, why are why am I gonna cry over spo- spilled milk? There's no point. Like it's already spilled. Let's wipe <laughs> let's, let's wipe our tears and move on. Um, it was a, it's a game show, and you know only one person wins. In this case, three people won. But like I said, I feel like I won. I feel like I had a very true to me edit, um, which I'm grateful to the producers. I think they did a great job. Um, for a first season show, I think they did a really great job. And I met some amazing girls on, along the way. I mean, I got to see Suri again. I got to meet Janelle and Rachel, who are super awesome girls. And Janelle and I are much more similar than I had thought. Like, we had so much in common. Well, you we- know what? It's interesting is I did not watch her on her original Big Brother seasons. But she's, like, labeled as, like, the Stephanie LaGrosa of Big Brother. That's what a lot of people said. Oh, that's And then cr- you're, like, the Janelle of Survivor. That's crazy. Well, just from talking to her after, like our post press, she and I were on a boat together and Serene and Rachel were on a boat together. And it was like all day, the third day. So she and I really got to know each other. Just kids, life, husbands, work, growing up. We were so similar. I mean, down to like our kids are like almost identical ages, <laughs> similar sporting activities. Like it was, it's just bizarre. I really. think she was on her season was like the same year that you we were on, on too we're like the same age we got married the same year like it was weird we had so much similar it was really weird we were like no way no way no way like it was just bizarre um just a lot of weird things in common um so i really enjoyed getting to know her and then rachel who i actually didn't enjoy particularly on the show she was (laughs) i really got to know afterwards also we all went to dinner that night some were really nice we showered and I think there's pictures like on my. Yeah, Instagram. you got those pictures where you guys are all hanging out. Did you guys get like a couple of vacation days to just chill? We just got one, and then we flew out the next morning. Um, it was quick, but we all wanted to get home to our kids. And actually, Janelle was on yeah. my 
ride um, on the way home on my flight from Costa Rica. I think we had a layover together and then we split and we sat next to each other and talked more on the plane. And I think we either had a drink or had coffee in the airport. I can't, it's, it's such a blur. Yeah. It was but, almost a year ago too. So yeah. I had to wait yeah. a long time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, answer questions doing some of the press, like before you'd seen the episode and try to remember all that when you already block out a lot of stuff that must have been a challenge it's it's definitely a lot it's definitely mentally taxing and then you know just balancing everyday life you know yeah uh rachel riley was so cool when i met her when we did these podcast interviews um janelle was the one that i got to talk to the least because she was running into a little bit of technical difficulties the stream yard link wasn't working for her um, and then they had to, you guys all had to run and do a group interview, like at a certain time. So she's one that I talked to on the podcast, loved her, by the way, was now, great. I've really gotten to know Rachel afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I know she got a really bad rap on Big Brother because she was like the girl known for like the, oh, and she's still kind of like that. Like, she's great her. TV though. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> But you know what? She is the most loyal, loving wife. She's an amazing mom. She's super Christian, which I don't know if you knew that. And she's just like a really good person. She's another really good, honest person. Yeah. Um, she's a gamer. She knows how to yeah. play games. And um, I really got to know her well afterwards, too. And she's just awesome. I, between her and Janelle, like... That's another thing. Like you cross paths with people and some you stay in touch with and some you don't. And some survivors I do and some you don't. And there are two people that I probably will. I'll see them again. It'll be like no time has changed. Kind of just kind of like Sari. So I take that as a blessing for yeah. me. Another win. You know. Yeah. For totally. So Janelle, I didn't get to talk to privately at all, but I loved speaking with her on the podcast. But while Janelle was kind of struggling to join, Rachel and I had like this awesome chat for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was able to connect with her. And she said, you know, Jack, I'd love to come on your show anytime and gave me her contact. So she's great. Like Feels you said, she's super smart too. You very know, like, smart, loyal. Yeah. Like you said, like she seems like someone that, you know, if you're friends with her, she's going to take good care of you and do anything she can to help you. And then Sari, you you lagged out of our first podcast a couple times with Sari. So I got to chat with her a little bit, too. And she's just amazing as well. So you were blessed with just a really great group. And it was cool that you guys all got a positive edit, too. Seriously, like four pretty awesome like women. And I mean, I'm I'm honored to have been in their presence to be on the first season ever and to be one of the, you know, snakes. I, I, it, it is an honor to have been the snake. Actually you played hard. It was fun to I, watch. Let's see. Uh, got a few more things here. What was okay. it like this time? Oh, actually, before I ask you that, let me ask you this. Uh, when was the last time you remember being contacted to do a show? I think I had just had Sloan. And so she's going to be for the end of October. So it had to be almost four years ago. I think she was like six months old. Um, and I think it was like Lynn Spillman called me and said, any interest in doing Survivor again? And I said, yeah, but Kyle's still playing. And I just had my third baby. And the other two were young. They were like five and seven. 
Um, I was like, so you're gonna have to call me back in a couple of years. Kyle was kind of at the end of his career. Um, or no, he, he was done. He'd just gotten done playing. That's what it was. Um, but he was still doing some things with the team. So it's been four years since I've I been think, I think that was probably when they did the all winter season because they contacted people who were like legends, which you are. And that was another alternative theme that they had for the season. And they ended up going with the all winners instead. That's what it was that they called me for that. And then they, and then she said, they changed it. You'll see why you're not going to fit the mold this time, but we'll keep in touch. And then she left. She doesn't work for survivor anymore or amazing race. Um, and there you have it. <laughs> and now survivors only 26 days, which I'm like, that's great. But still, I just don't know. Like that's it's that's another one that's tough. I mean that that took me months to come back from. Like I was messed up for months, and I did Palau and Guatemala back to back. Like I came back and like I wasn't even I didn't even have like all my weight back on. I mentally wasn't even stable, and I like was gone filming Guatemala again. I think that was the first time they've ever done that. Like had people yeah. back to back like that. Yeah, Rupert played back-to-back, but that was different because this is the first time that he was on All-Stars. So he played 7 and 8, and then you played 10 and 11. But yours was different because they were basically like, heck, we're just going to bring these two people back for the next season with all returning, with all new people. And that had never happened before. And that that had never happened, and I was like, oh, they're going to be out to get us, and Bobby John is definitely going to be out to get me because I lied to him on the show. I beat him in the fire-making challenge. We need to someday get you and Bobby John reunited on a podcast. It needs to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then I think you had said you were contacted another time, like around 2013-ish. Was that another one? Probably. Yeah. They did the no, blood I versus water season. No, I was contacted when I was pregnant with Sloan. Newly pregnant with her. And then I was contacted again for the winners at war. But it wasn't Winners at War. It was supposed to be something else, and then they changed Yeah. Okay, so like a 13, year earlier. Third, yeah, third, third, wait. Oh, 2013? Yeah. Wasn't there? To, so well, that's I was, what I was oh, asking that, about. That's what it was. I was pregnant with my, I just had my son. He was born in 2013. So that's what it was. And that was the blood versus water season. So would have you would have been on there with a plus one. That would have been amazing. That would I wish they'd do that now. That would be a great season to get you and Kyle on now. On Survivor, he's like brilliant and he's super adventurous. Um, but he's nine. So like I'd have to wait nine years, right? You gotta be 18. What about <laughs> what about Kyle Sr.? He would be terrible. He would be like, <laughs> like no, he would never do it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> How did it feel? So he- race you would be good on i think we would like kill yeah <laughs> i, I want to see you and sari on the amazing race i think that'd be I great tv and i would be really good because we both have pros and cons that would be beneficial to each other we would be like a good a good team I and we would, be, would, we would be hysterical you guys would be hilarious you balance each other out well Yes. And you'd have a story too. Like that's something they always want to cast is people have a story and it'd be like, right. you know what? We're from kind of the same part of the country, but we're very different from each other. And yet we right. have this awesome uh, decade long friendship. 
I know. We would be great. I mean, the security guard, Mr. Joe, at our school, I love him to death. He's like, me and you, amazing race, amazing race. He says it all the time. And I'm like, Joe, they, I think they want somebody like that was on before. And he's like, well, we want new people. America wants new people. I want to go on with you. I'm like, I'll see what I can do, Joe. <laughs> what was it like competing as a mom? Did that change the way you kind of went into this game? Um, once I got out there and was in competition mode, no, but I, I don't know if it's being a mom or just times are different. People get offended very easily now. And I'm a silly girl that just says things and I don't mean to offend anybody. I say what I just off the cuff, very, I mean, even to my kids. And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't really mean that. So I was a little more, not as loose with my tongue, if you will. I wasn't as loose-lipped. I was a little more guarded with what I said. And, you know, Italian Catholic, I drop a few uh, curse words again, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I tried to reel that in. But co competitive-wise, no. Like, I mean, give me a challenge. Well, it was harder for me because I was trying to blow the challenges. So imagine that, the, like, most competitive person ever <laughs> trying to lose every challenge. That is, like, torture. So that sucked. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I came here to compete. I can't even freaking compete. They're like, no, you got to lose everything. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was yeah. difficult. But being you a mom, pretty, oh, I tried to be, I just tried to lead by a better, uh, by example, I guess. I was I just going to make a joke. You're pretty good at losing on Oolong. <laughs> totally. Well, this just fits right in. It fits right <laughs> Well then, and then I win a lot on Guatemala. Yeah, people choose me and bring me on rewards and everything. So I, and I catch heat for that too. So I'm like, you win some, <laughs> you catch hell. You lose some, you catch hell. Like what? The, but everybody, loser. Like everybody feels bad for the underdog. So I'm like, all right, bring it on. I'm like the ultimate underdog. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> How did this, this I can get? Did the Snake Pit have a similar feel to Tribal Council? Oh, so similar. It was bizarre. Yeah, except for those snakes were all real. And like Oh my gosh, really? They were like right there. They were right there. And there were snake handlers that had these big hooks and they would gently pick them up and to settle them down when they started getting wild, they would put them in pillowcases for a little while to like settle them down because that went long. That went for like a couple hours. Of course you saw like five minutes of it. Um just like tribal council. Like some night tribal council. I don't even know what time it was. It would be like two o'clock in the morning where tribal council. And it would go really long and you see like a glimpse, you know, until they get what they need or they think they got what they need. The beauty of television. <laughs> and a lot of people were wanting to know why you revealed to the audience that you were the snake, because that had not happened yet before. So they filmed it both ways. They filmed it revealing it. And then they filmed me still... Like, literally, the producer would say, okay, now, I know you're insane because I saw that, you, you know, you did that, and you just revealed it to me. But now, act like you're not the, act like you're not the snake, and um, tell me how important we got to find that clue at camp, because we got to find out who the snake is. So, they filmed me both ways, so I didn't know what they were going to air. But, I guess it was such a big deal. It was the first time the snake, again, had found the clue and destroyed it, like, the evidence about themselves. So, I guess they wanted to air that. So... And did they shoot those confessionals a day after or were those during 
the competition because you had the, like the GoPro like video diary, but then you'd have the other confessionals where you're being interviewed. Were those but during the? It was the next day before the snake pit. That's oh, okay. Point. Yeah. Okay. So they like basically that, shot all those at the same time. Yeah, it was like still fresh, um, but it wasn't like that day because if they would have pulled me after, it would have looked so obvious. Some See, shows do that. Everything's suspect. You got to watch like the producers, the cameramen, where the cameras are pointing. Like everything comes into play. So even when I'm stepping on the rope and trying to ruin the challenge, I don't want like the people on the side laughing and then three being like, what are they laughing at? Are you doing something? You know, everything comes into play. So you really have to be careful. And then the clues. So for instance, like they mentioned that you were a cheerleader when you were in sixth grade and that you went to temple for a year, even though you like Monmouth is probably where you pride yourself. Yeah. Um, so did they have like an intensive ask a bunch of questions when you're going through the casting to find we, out all this stuff? You no, know, we filled out an extensive um, like questionnaire. Extensive. So I think the clues were already made before the game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know because I happened to just say Temple and then it was in the clue. So that was kind of like... I, I asked that too afterwards. I'm like, do they make these clues up as as the game is filming, or how does it work? I actually don't know, but I know out oh, a whole interesting. Question. So I, I wonder if they had like multiples and they swapped yeah, them in, right? Like, oh, the temple one would be good because she just said, but that was good. I was really creative. I was like, you guys were on the Amazing Race. Have you never been to a temple? <laughs> and I never watched their season on Amazing Race, so that was good. Someone was tweeting. Uh, someone had tweeted and said they thought the temple was the Mayan temple from Guatemala. And that, that, yeah. So, I mean, it was tough. It was set up for you to lose, but hey, you're just getting started out of retirement. Hopefully we'll see you on more of these shows in the future. So listen, I'm 42. I figure I got until I'm about 65 to really win here. So I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna keep my kids settled, and get my things are gonna be working like a well-oiled machine here in the Kendrick household. So that if I have to leave again to try to win something, I can. So call me because I'm due for a win. <laughs> due for a win. She's gonna go hard. She's gonna play hard. Her name is Stephanie Kendrick, formerly known as Stephanie Lagrosa. I wonder if we're ever gonna be able to market you as Stephanie Kendrick. I feel like everyone knows you as Stephanie Lagrosa. Right. Well. <laughs> I'll, when I said I was going to be Stephanie LaGrosse on the show, he's like, LaGrosse Kendrick, because your married name's Kendrick. I'm like, okay, fine. But everyone knows me as Stephanie LaGrosse, so whatever. Yeah. It's just the um, mar- It's just the marketing angle. That's all it is. I right. mean, you're legally, LaGrosse isn't even in your legal name anymore, right? Oh, I'm Danielle Kendrick. Stephanie Danielle Kendrick. Yeah. and uh... That's my legal name. That's on my, life. <laughs> That's on my passport. But, you know. I'll always be LaGrosa and never forget where I came from. That's for sure. Very good. Hey, is there anything else that you want to discuss or bring up about this episode that we didn't get to today? No, no. I think, um, I think we, we covered it all. I mean, follow me on social media if you want to see what I'm up to next, because I do have another later in the year, another big project coming out that you're not going to want to miss. That's going to be interesting. Um, and 
yeah, right now I'm just um, doing a bunch of things. I'm like a crazy lunatic, but I'm doing. <laughs> I'm trying to post as much as I can of it on my socials so you guys can follow along. All right. Well, hopefully we answered every question that you guys had. And if you want to know more and you didn't see it, go back and watch our pregame interviews because there's a lot more about how Stephanie was not familiar with Janelle or Rachel and they didn't know her. So there's more that you guys can consume of this content out there. But we have yeah. to get running for now. So, Stephanie, why don't you tell us uh, what your social media handles are and how people can find you and stay in touch with you? So I am Steph underscore LaGrosa underscore Kendrick for Instagram. And then I think I'm just Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick for Twitter and Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick for Facebook, right? Twitter is, let me look here. It's at Steph LaGrosa 38. Oh, so you've got some good tweets there, Stephanie. You've been uh, killing it with the Twitter game. How about that? I got a little help from my friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying, okay? Again, I am not the best with the social media thing. I'm old school. I have a handwritten planner. But I got a good buddy, Jack, that keeps me on my toes here. <laughs> Thank you. And a couple other friends have been helping me. But, okay, so what? what is it at Steph LaGrosa 38? 38, yeah. Tell, why don't you tell them why you picked that Twitter handle? I think it's great. Because it was going to be Steph LaGrosa Kendrick. Because, you know, I still am trying to ha- let my husband be a part of my name. <laughs> yeah. Out of respect to him. But it, it didn't fit. But everybody knows me as Stephanie LaGrosa. So I threw 38 in there because that was his number in the big leagues. So Kyle still has a little piece of me. It's adorable. It's so, a good little love story there. Yeah. yeah. So that's my Twitter, Steph LaGrosa 38. And then my Facebook is Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick. Yeah, that's right. Stephanie yeah, and I know what my TikTok is, so I don't know. But TikTok. on my Instagram is my link tree and has all of this. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, so go to her Instagram, follow her on Instagram. Stephanie, let's do it again soon, okay? Good, Jack. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. You're always fun to talk to. All right, y'all. That concludes today's podcast episode with Stephanie Kendrick. Stephanie Kendrick, by the way. I would love it if we can one day have her known to the world as Stephanie Kendrick. Uh, Until then, however, most of you will remember her as Stephanie LaGrosa. Um, Either way, she was a blast to have on. I always enjoy my conversations with her. She and I hope to record some more podcast episodes in the future. Um, So be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting about it when we have stuff in the works. It was a lot of fun when we spoke with Suri a couple weeks ago. So maybe we'll do something like that in the future where we bring on a guest and we talk together, or maybe we just, I'm sure we'll do another episode like today uh, where we talk some more about her time on reality TV and sports or whatever, but she's a talker. She's a joy to have on. She's a lot of fun. Um, So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And like I said, it's a bummer that we weren't able to have all four women on, but you know what? It allowed us to dive deep into this episode with Steph. And I'm thankful for that. I think it ended up working out really well. And like I said, uh, we hope to have those women on again in the future. Um, I'm sure we'll talk with at least a couple of them sometime, sometime soon. Maybe not like this fall, but maybe next year. So yes, uh, thank you all for tuning in. I will be back later this week, catching you up on this week's baseball news with 
Bob Nightingale, the legendary baseball writer who's over at USA Today. I'll be putting that episode on Sports Illustrated's website. You guys can check out my work over there with Fastball. Just Google Sports Illustrated Fastball. It'll come up, or SI Fan Nation Fastball. Uh, 40 stories a week. I've already done 12 for this week. And uh, yeah, so we'll have a lot more good stuff coming out. And then, yeah, be on the lookout for more content. Okay, you guys can follow me on social media at Jack Vita Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you guys like today's episode of the Jack Vita Show, please subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit subscribe until our next conversation with Bob Nightingale. I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dance to the lobsters. <laughs>